the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Thank you, Con. This is Lewis Howard, and you have tuned in, turned on, logged on to Lewis Howard Live. Hey, the place for pop conversation with the tech ads to move you to a higher level of where you need to be, to give you the best version to be for yourself for today, tomorrow, and beyond. Hey, welcome to all of our new listeners. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is Lewis Howard Live. This is our 359th podcast that we've been doing since we started the show. And uh, we are excited to continue on to bring you insightful, practical, useful principles that will help you flip the script and get to the level that you only think about in your mind. So today we're going to talk about in a series, People, Places, and Things, the Recipe to Life. You know, to make every, make a good dish, you got to have good ingredients, right? No good dish is made without good ingredients. No good life is made without people, places, and things. Who are the people? What are the places? And what are the things that you have in your life that's your recipe for success, sometimes failure? So we're going to talk about this over a series because it's too much to try to jam in 30 minutes. And I really want to give you time to digest this because it is the fun foundation. I mean, it's the fundamentals of how you're going to live your life. All of the other things are extemporaneous, right? That's a famous word I just learned. I can't quite pronounce it, but it's outside. It, it's temporal, but people, places, and things are the internal core of your structure. So to the extent that you understand who are the people in your life, what are the things in your life, and where are the places that you need to be, right? And some of you are looking for love in all the wrong places, right? So we got to move you to a different place. You won't match looking for love. You might be in the wrong place, right? Some of you are chasing things, and when you get them, they're not the things that you thought would make you happy. You got the house, but now the house has you. Every weekend, you got a honey-do list that has to serve that house. You got the car, but now the car has you because it's in the shop every week. And if you have cars like mine, they're not called BMWs. They're called bring my wallet, right? Now the thing has you. Is that fun? No. So let's talk about some of those fundamental things. Uh, today we're going to focus on people, right? Aside from the physical, biological composition that makes up you, your life is surrounded by nature, the universe, the heavens, and of course, people, right? 
However, the thing that governs your outcome has to do with people. You got to know that. However, your outcome goes, people will be involved in some shape, form, or fashion. And when you learn to embrace that, right, the people, place, and things par, it's a game changer. When I finally clued into that, it was a game changer to my trajectory because I knew who to let in. I knew who to push out. I knew what things to say no to. I knew what things to say yes to. I learned where places I needed to be and where places I needed to not be. And when you can learn those things, you're changing your own trajectory. Most people depend on other people to change their trajectory. If I win the lottery, if I hit it big in Vegas, okay, let me tell you something about Vegas. The house always wins, okay? That's why it's Vegas. That's why they keep building more and more hotels. They have a million rooms in Las Vegas, right? For you and yours to come down and believe that you might get lucky. But the house always wins. And it only wins 51% of the time. People win 49% of the time. But let me tell you the difference between that 2% is billions. Billions. With a B between winning and losing, right? So when you're trying to get lucky and use people as that, that doesn't really work. So life is not chance. Life is choices, right? And voices, right? Say that again. Life is choices and voices that influence the direction of where you're going every single day. Did you know that you hear 10,000 messages every day from people, from places, and from things? Every advertisement, every text, every email, every interaction, every Starbucks coffee you get, every McDonald's burger you get, Everywhere you go, there is people, and they are messaging something to you. I like you. I don't like you. I want to serve you. I don't want to serve you. You smell bad. You look ugly. There is always messaging going on, and we are receivers and senders of those messages. That's what people are. We make up each other. We are we are genetically connected. We are mindfully connected to one another. And sometimes I have to disconnect from certain messages, right? Maybe I only need 9,999 messages that day. I don't need 10,000 messages, right, from the world, the media, the press, the movies, Hollywood, celebrities, the NBA, the NFL. It just goes on. And you're taking in those messages every single day that is making an impact on what you buy, what you drink, where you live, what you wear, right? Most of the time, people are walking, talking messages, right? They are wearing what they heard, right? They got the Louis bag because that's what they heard was good. Somebody told them that was good. They saw somebody with it. They're driving that car because that's what the advertiser said to drive, right? They're living in that neighborhood because that's what someone told them to do. Influence by people, places, and things. You're just joining in. We're just laying a foundation here 
to talk about the recipe for life. It's not 10 things this, six things that, seven things that, that you hear about all the time. And even I do it on the show. But really the composition is people, places, and things. And so we're just laying the foundation because once you get this, it is a game changer, right? It is absolutely a game changer. Once you start to filter those 10,000 messages every day, and learn how to say no and start redirecting your own path instead of the letting the boss direct your path or the company direct your path or your spouse direct your path or your mama direct your path or your daddy direct your path or grandma or your girlfriend, right? You get what I'm saying? All these people can have an influence on your decisions every day and you become robotic. You're no longer organic. You're just responding to, to a series of directive messages and suggestions that didn't come from you. I know people will get right on Facebook, see something, and go out and try to do it and find out it wasn't even true, right? You just repeated something that you heard or saw on social media that wasn't even true, wasn't even true. Uh, remember, there used to be a show on M MTV, one of my favorite guys. I can't remember his name, but anyway, he, do, he used to do all these crazy stunts, uh, jackass, that's what it was. And they had the movie, right? And they had all these crazy stunts, right? And they'd have to have the disclaimer, please don't try this at home. Why did they have to have that disclaimer? Because people were trying it at home and killing their full selves, not knowing that in the movie that these were professional stunt people doing this. These were not just average people. They had a whole set prepared for them to do the stunts. You trying to do it in your backyard and broke your ankle, right? Don't try this at home. So if I were retitling the show, when I think about people, don't try this at home. Don't try this in your own life. All right. So when we come back, I'm going to get into what type of people you have in your life. Who's surrounding you? We're going to break them down. We won't reach every single category of people, but I really want to talk about four or five key type of people that you are around that do impact your decision-making, your choices, your flow, your go, your no, and your stereo, right? It influences every aspect of your life. So stay with me. We're going to check out for a minute, give our advertisers a little props, and we're going to come back, jump right in it. You are listening to Lewis Howard Live. Stay with us. We're coast to coast, around the U.S., and reaching the world. We'll be right back. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs. 
Hey, welcome back to Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. Uh, also, I would like to take time to welcome our new platform, Spotify, iTunes, and of course, the original Blog Talk Radio, which was the original launch, uh, along with the, the many radio stations that we did the show on before we went to the podcast format. But nevertheless, welcome. Thank you for being part of the conversation. And thank you, those who've been invited by friend and other listeners. Maybe they got you the show and you are checking it out for yourself. So we're talking about the recipe for life, how to make a good meal for life, right? Wouldn't it be great if I could make one meal and never have to make another meal for life? That'd be awesome, right? But that's the way your life is. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is the main event. This is the meal. You're not going to get another one. There are no do-overs. You can't treat your life like you're practicing for an appearance. This is the appearance, right? So you don't have time to play games with your life. All right, so let's define people. We've been talking about them, right? We've called them. We've spoken about them. Let's define them so that you have a construct of what people are because it's pretty generic term when we say people. What does that really mean? Well, there's several definitions, and uh, some of the bigger definitions are people are generally defined as human beings, right? Citizens of a country, uh, people of a particular nation, a community, or ethnic group, or race. Uh, We may use the term my people, your people. Um, It's specific. It's not very specific or it's generic or not generic. It can be broad, right? Or it can mean something very particular. Um, This definition I like is supporters of a person in a position, right? I like that because that's really the crux of what we're talking about. We're going to find people who are the people that are supporters of my position for making a good life, right? Because I'm going to encounter all kinds of people from different races, cultural backgrounds, makeup, economic statuses, uh, different positions that they may have, but none of them may be my people, right? I'm trying to find my people. And my people are not defined as, you know, I grew up with my people being people that were the same race, ethnic, or background as me. Those were my people, right? But as I grew in life, I learned all of those people weren't my people, right? I needed to find the supporter people, the helper people. So we're, so as we define people, now you have to put a construct is, all right, now I know who I'm looking for, but the reality is, who do I have, right? Because you got to start with who you have in your life right today, right, as we're doing this show. So first kind of people that we have, uh, Barbara Streisand sang a song years ago and it says, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. A song, right? I would rewrite that song to say, people who need the right people are the most fortunate people. Because it's really about getting the right person, right? We all know people that got the wrong people in their life, Right? Six months ago, they were the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
Six months later, you're getting a restraining order against the same people, right? The same person, okay? So we know that sometimes we end up with the wrong people, and sometimes the stories are tragic. Sometimes it's not just, you know, a comedic joke. It ends up badly when you get the wrong people. We all read the stories. I was reading some recent stories of someone who took the wrong person in their life, and now they are no more. How did that happen? How did they know that that person wasn't good people, and yet they came into their life, and now their life is gone? It happens. It happens a lot, more often than it should, because we don't know who our people are. We're just trying to grab any people and make them our people. You can't really do that. So the first group of people, I would say, are your people of origin. It's the people you start out with. It, it is... It's your familia, right? Me familia, my family, whatever that is, right? Whatever that construct is, it's in part responsible of why you're here. Your family, your mother, your father, they got together, they did the hookup, and you came along, right? And so you were born into a, a people of origin, and you were born into a certain race, a certain culture, a certain group, a certain way of doing things. You know, I remember my younger days, and and you can read it in my book from here to there, and my family of origin was really an unusual family, right? That I had three mothers, right, by the time I was seven years old, and two fathers, right? That That's a different kind of family, right? I was an only child, then I had seven brothers, and then I'm an only child again, right? So that's a little bit different of a family origin. Most of you won't go through that. You got your brothers and sisters, or you're an only child. You have the consistent family of origin, but not all of us come out of the same group. Some people don't have family, right? So they don't have a family of origin. Some of you listening to me didn't have a mom, didn't have a dad, you know, as Tupac sang in the song, the captain wasn't there. Maybe dad was gone off someplace, right? And mom had to raise. There are plenty of songs about mom, Sadie, and songs we heard growing up, grandmothers that raise children because mom and dad weren't there. You know, my heart always goes out to foster kids. Did you know that foster kids have to change families? They got to change people every week. Every week, a foster child may need a new house to live in. Every month, they got new people, right? They got new family. So we all have different people of origin, people of family to sort of deal with. And so that becomes what the hand we have to play. We can't change that. I can't change where I came from. I can't change that I had two mothers or two fathers and three mothers by the time I was seven years old. I can't change that, right? Kids used to make fun of me because of that, right? You know, who's your mama, who's your daddy today, right? Well, you know, I mean, it was all kind of crazy stuff. And so, you know, kids are brutal. So you have to deal with that if you're a young child. That's why we have the issues on social media of bullying and so forth like that because it's somebody looking at somebody else's life and finding a criticism in that, right? Usually because of the way they look or their family or, you know, some other issues related to them that really can't change. You can't change the race you're born in. You got to deal with that, 
right? You can't change if you were born seven foot tall or four foot tall, right? You just, those things you cannot change. Those are things of origin that came from genetic biological transfers, and that's just the way that it is, all right? So those are the people we start out with. So if you don't have that family, you got to adopt that family. You may be in a foster situation, uh, but that's okay. Family is family, whether it is adopted family or biological family. Family is family if you can get that, right? Always find you some family, all right? As the a, as a quote in the movie go, family is all we got, right? You got you to gotta have family, right? I'm quoting Mr. Toretto in Fast and Furious. Family is all we got. So you always want to look for family, right? Number two is hater people. Now, you, if you listen to my show any length of time, you know that I always call out hater people because they are there. So some of the people in your life that you call people are haters, okay? They are people that are just love, trauma, and drama. They are famous for starting an argument at the family picnic. Bring them to the picnic, they're going to be the one that's going to start an argument. I used to have an uncle that at every family picnic, every barbecue, he brought his little flask, and about the third drink of it, there was going to be an argument, right? There's going to be a fight. So these are haters. These are haters. When you're trying to do something, you make the mistake of telling the wrong people about your dream, and they just throw salt on it, right? They shade it, okay, because it's not their dream. And that's one of the things that I, I always say for my dream makers out there, for my champions, don't tell everybody your dream. Don't tell everybody your plan, right, because they don't need to know. Uh, God didn't give the plan to everybody, gave it to you, gave the idea to you. He didn't give it to 10,000 people. He gave it to you in a concept form, and you need to try to keep it there. You don't get something, and people run off. They put it on social media. They put it on Twitter, Instagram, and all of a sudden the world knows about their idea before it even gets out, and people start hating on it, right? So we have hater people that we have to deal with, in our lives. So if you're just joining the show, we're talking about people, places, and things, the recipes of life. And in our first installment segment, we're talking about people, right? The fundamental to it all. And so if you've got hater people, you got strife in your life. If you got a hater wife, you got strife. You got a hater husband, you got strife. You got hater kids, you got strife. It is amazing me when my Kids get a certain age, and they turn into haters. They hate everything I do. Like, when did I become the idiot? Right? You still like my wallet, but you don't like my mind. My money on my mind. My mind on my money. Right? So you have haters that people were nice people, but they became haters. So you have to deal with that. You've got to manage that from a different perspective in your life if you want to have a good recipe. Haters got to go right? Haters going to hate. It ain't like I'm trying to turn the hater into a better person. The hater's going to be a hater, right? Now, I like haters. You know why? Because they help me point out the weaknesses that maybe I have in me. So I will use a hater to help me get better. They think they are tearing me down. You know, I used to have a saying that you think you are throwing manure on me, but actually you're fertilizing me, 
right? That's what I, I use haters for. So there is a benefit if you flip the script, but most people don't. They get under the pressure, under the criticism, under the critique of haters, and that's how they're living a life. You can't have a good recipe for success if you're controlled by the haters, right? Uh, one of my favorite shows, Dave Chappelle, back in the day, and he had this thing called the Haters Convention, right? And they would get together, and that's all they did was hate. They would hate on each other, right? And they had haters awards, right, that they would give out to the haters. Well, that was funny in a script. That's not funny in life. It's not funny when people get together and hate on you, right? And if you are a hater, you need to think about that. Right? If all you're doing is being negative, you are a hater. You are not keeping it real. You are a hater. If the glass is only half empty to you, you are turning into a hater. If you can only see the bad in what somebody's doing, you are hating. Okay? If you envy other people's success, if they got off Section 8 and now they're making 100000 a year and now you hating on them, come on. You got to think about that, right? So it goes both ways. Because, look, I went through a very difficult recession, and I watched other people make millions of dollars a year where I could barely pay my utility bill, okay? I could have become a hater, right? I couldn't kill nothing and would nothing die, and yet I got people around me succeeding and prospering. I could have became a hater. But you know what I did? I started a radio show. I wrote some books, Right. I found a way to still have a healthy outlet in the middle of going through financial hell. OK, that's what you do to outcome your haters. Find a way to shine. That's what you do. Find a way to shine if you want to deal with the haters. All right. <clears throat> Next group is lover people. Right. I'm not a lover. I'm not a fighter, but I'm a lover. Right. Everybody needs these kinds of people because here's what these kind of people do for you. They love and support you no matter what you do. They are there for you. It is an up at dawn, late at midnight relationship. You can call these people any time of the day, month or year, birthdays, Christmases, winter days, snow days, summer days. They are there. And that is an awesome individual that they have a commitment, they have unconditional love. I think of grandmothers. I think of certain relatives that we have that don't judge us. If your marriage fails, they still love you. If your business blows up, they still love you. If you got to call them 2 o'clock in the morning for bail money, hopefully you don't, but they still love you. We need those kind of people. Those kind of people are our feel-good people. They are the people we need to run to sometimes when the world is crapping on us. When the world is hitting us upside the head with a Louisville slugger, you need, you need to run home to a refuge. Here's the deal. We all need a refuge. Make no mistake. Every great champion in the world, if you study their life, they had a refuge. Sometimes their spouse was their refuge. Sometimes their hobbies was their refuge. But everybody has to have a refuge, right? And lover people provide a refuge. They're just great to have. Now, they're not great for climbing. They're not there to challenge you. They're not there to, you know, make you be all you can be, but they're there when you need rest. 
if you don't have at least one person in your life that falls underneath that care, it's like missing the sugar out of cake. You know, cake is not cake if it's not sweet. When you have lover people, it's like the sweetness in the pie. It's the sweetness in the dessert. Find somebody like that. Find somebody that's there for you. Not your money, not your looks, not your business, not your motivation, not your dreams. They're just there for you. I have friends that I can call that they're there for me. They don't care how many billions I've done. They don't care how many roles and positions I'm doing. They don't care the new thing that I've been involved. They're just listening to me. And when they counsel me, they're counseling me because they love me. Do you have those kinds of people in your life? If not, then you need to go out and spend some time and find at least one person. The world can be a very nasty, mean place. It will knock you down and it will keep you down if you let it. And you got to have people that will show you some love, show you some respect, show you some support and be there when the chips are down. So get you some lover people, move some haters out of the way so you can make room for the lover people. Maybe the reason why you don't have lover people in your life because you got too many haters. You got to move some of those haters out so you can make room. Because here's the deal with lover people. They don't compete for position. If you don't want them, they're not there. If you don't want them in your life, they're not there. Haters not that way. Yeah, they they, they want to be there anyway. You got to push those people out because they will find a way to stay there and act like they're your friends, right? Haters, 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 all right? Um, let's see. The next group of people we're going to talk about is social people, right? We all have social friends. We all have social buddies and girlfriends and people that we hang out at parties, happy hour events on social media, uh, some of these friends can become good supporters. Sure. You know, some of them can be there if you need them. Uh, but most of the relationships are superficial and fake. Okay? They are. I don't mean to be uh, disparaging against anybody that is considered a social friend. But most of them, you can't call at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right? Most of the pe- people that, that call themselves your social friend, you can't call on them when you're depressed and when you're down. These are the type of people that when the fun is gone, they're gone. When the money is gone, they're gone. I learned this the hard way back in the day when I was, you know, riding high before the recession. And, man, just throwing money all over the place. I got girls and friends and people following me, right? And as long as the money was flowing, they were there. As long as the champagne, drinks are flowing, they're there. The minute the drinks, the champagne, and the money stop flowing, they stop flowing. They're gone. Okay? So that doesn't make a good recipe. So we're talking about what makes a good recipe. Not what makes fun. What makes a good recipe? Social people can be entertaining, and they can be sort of a side dish, a side break, a side hustle to what you're doing, but you can't make them the core recipe to your life because when the chips are down, they will not be there. You don't believe me? Look at athletes. Look at celebrities, okay? The difference when they got people following them when they're on top. And look what happens when they get accused of something. When they fall down, where are those same fans? Where are the people seeking their autographs? Where are the people that want to be with them night and day? They disappear, right? Because they weren't there for the fight. 
They were there for the fun, right? Social people, okay, are there for the fun. If a fight breaks out, they're gone, okay? So we get them because they are easy to come in numbers as long as you're throwing the money, as long as you got the looks and you're pretty or you're strong and you're handsome and you're cool and you got swag and you're driving the cars and you're throwing the money around, you have plenty of those people. But let the chips get down. Let recession hit you. Let you get arrested, indicted, go bankrupt, get divorced, or something happen, and see how many of those people go. 75% of those people left when things turned for me. 75%. Only 25% stayed around. And you know why they stayed around? Because they just wanted to see what would happen. Okay? So we're talking about the different kinds of people who you call my people, your people, that make up your life. Because that is the fundamental recipe to living a good life. All right, last group of people that we want to share today is the motivators, right? You got to have, well, let me go one more group, uh, professional people. Let me not leave out there. Professional people are can be your business partners. They're called your co-workers, your supervisors, and others you work with or partner with in organizations and companies, right? So we all have professional relationships. We have professional people that we interact with on a day-in and day-out basis. Maybe it's a transactional relationship, like a banker, or maybe it's a co-worker relationship that you're working with every day. So these are kind of people. And so these people in your life, they will support you, right? They support you as an individual. They want to help you be good at your job, but in part because they're supporting the mission and the goals of the company or the organization that you happen to be employed by or in partnership and join. They're not supporting you personally. They're not trying to have you personally have a great life. They want the company to have a great life, and you are part of that. So to that extent, they support you, right? But you are still on your own when it comes to your own personal growth, your own personal change, your own personal financial independence. The company's not there to provide that for you. They're there to support maybe your wages, your income, a good health plan, right? Keep you healthy so you keep showing up for work. That's important. But they're not trying to make you rich, right? You'll never get rich working for somebody else. So if that's your goal, you can't go to a company expecting them to support you in that endeavor. That's just not going to happen. But you can get experience there. You can learn there and you can build some relationships there that could turn into something down the road. So it's important to understand that there is a value in professional relationships, but professional relationship is not going to build me the best life that I have. I know a lot of professional people, Right. Over my time of being in housing, real estate and finance, I've met a lot of people. I know thousands of people, but those people are not germane to my success. Right. It's what I get up and do every day that makes a difference. All right. So lastly, and my most exciting people are the mentor and the motivator people. Right. You need some mentor or motivator people in your life. Who are these people? These are people that come in your life for one purpose and one purpose only. They are there to help you become a better version of yourself. Get that. They are there to help you become a better version of yourself. They will be honest with you. All right. They're going to tell you the truth, even if you don't like it. Right. I love these people. Right. I have been mentored by millionaires. 
right? I've had probably six uh, multi-millionaire mentors, right? Which is part of the reason I think the way I think. It's not by accident. I've spent my life working for the rich, right? And when you work for the rich, they teach you certain things. And one of the things they teach you is you don't make excuses, right? So I came from an excuse mentality background. Right. And so when I started to work for millionaires, I couldn't have that. They didn't tolerate that. So they would call me out. I remember one of my mentors says, you're a waffle. I said, what is that? It's you're a waffle. You're all, always over. You don't make a firm decision. You don't stick with something. You need to learn to stick with something. That's what mentors do. They call you out. They spot your weaknesses and they call you out on that. That's the difference between a hater and a mentor. See, the hater is calling you out on something to make you worse. The mentor is calling you out on something to make you better, okay? That's the difference. So don't confuse it because sometimes a hater will say, hey, I'm just trying to help you. I'm just, no, they're not. They're not trying to build you up. They're trying to actually tear you down. But when a mentor says that, they mean that. The reason why is because they their life reflects that. You can see what they're trying to do for you in their own life. If you can't see what they're trying to do for you in their own life, then don't follow the advice because it's probably not worth the words that it is coming out of. But a mentor will push you beyond your limits. Think about a coach. What does a coach do to an athlete? They push them. They push them and push them beyond what they think their physical limits and capabilities are. That's what you need in your life. The person that says, you can make that million dollars a year. You can start that business. Go ahead. Get off your rusty, dusty, and get out there. Get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Come on. Let's go. We need those kind of people in your life. I need those kind of people in my life. And I've been fortunate to have them in the form of pastors and leaders and businessmen and, and motivators and women and strong people that have spoken into my life that have helped me become the best versions. A man named Casey Tree. God has been in business and ministry for 40 years, and he has mentored me. He has motivated me. He has inspired me. I've read his books. I have been to the church. I have hung out. He has inspired me to be transformed by the renewal of my mind, the message that he has taken to the world. There's a man named Tim Story who is a coach to the life stars. I have been listening and following Tim for 23 years, right? Maybe you've got people. You don't know them personally, but you know them. There are people like Jim Rowan that is no longer on the earth but has mentored millions of people. The book Think and Grow Rich has mentored people right? What are you mentored by? Who's speaking into your life, helping you become the best version? Is Instagram your mentor? Is Facebook your mentor? Is Twitter your mentor, right? Is the Republicans your mentor? The Democrats your mentor? The independents? Who is your mentor? Because they are the ones creating the recipe for your life and how you will live. So, you got to take a time and think about these categories that we've talked about, the people of origin, the hater people, the lover people, social people, professional people, and, of course, the mentor people. And, again, mentor people can be bosses. They can be family. They can be coworkers. They can be strangers. They can be enemies. Yes, your enemy can be a mentor. 
because they'll point out your weaknesses and give you an opportunity to turn it to a strength. So that's what you have in your enemy. So they bring it right out, right? So even your enemies can be that. So you have to wake up to the message of what people are saying. I think some of you listening to me have some great mentors in your life right now, but you have tuned them out. You have ignored them, right? Because they're always there and you can get access to them. But I'm going to challenge you to wake up and start listening to people that have been trying to challenge you, that's been trying to inspire you and motivate you to change, to help you become the best version of yourself. All right. Summer, we can't live without people. You can't go nowhere without people. It's the life that we live. If you live on the planet, there are 8 billion people in the world today. We're one of the 8 billion. Right? So you can't go anywhere without people. This world would be a cold, lonely place if it was just you and I, right? Me talking to you on the podcast, that's it. Be kind of a lone person. You know, you saw the movie with Will Smith where he's the only person left. Yeah, kind of a long, lonely joint if it's just you. Right? But you don't need all people jamming up your roadway to life either. I don't need 8 billion people in my path. That's a little too much. So I've got to pare those down to the right travelers on my journey. Who are the right travelers on the journey of life that I need? So you can choose, you know, you can't choose necessarily where you start with the people, but you can choose how you end, right? So think about that. Challenge yourself to sit down and break down the people and mainly who are you missing and who do you need to make room for to become your people, to become the supporters, to help you get to where you need to be. Thank you for tuning in today, for being a part of the conversation. I get so excited to do these shows, so I just go on and on about stuff. But let me tell you, this is the kind of stuff that can impact you for years and years and years. This is not just a five-minute conversation. This is a lot, not like a newscast that you just digest. You want to study on this and meditate on this. And if you have people that might could benefit from them, then be a people to them and get them the message. You can uh, MP for it. You can share it. You can give them the link to sign up to get to the show. Hey, thanks again. We'll see you on another live edition of Lewis Howard Live coming to you from coast to coast and around the world. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The mission of the Millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs and support services to those in need in the Puget Sound region. Since 1921, the Millionaire Club Charity has operated a supportive employment program that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to millionaireclub.org or call 206 728 jobs.